0: From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Louise Dawson of Sheds Direct Ireland, which is home to Ireland's most affordable, high-quality garden sheds. Established in 2007, it is now a second-generation family business, which has evolved from being a bricks and mortar based business to including an e-commerce site. Thank you so much for joining me today on AIBF Business Talk, Louise. Louise, I'm very interested as are our listeners to learn more about the great work that you're doing at Sheds Direct Ireland, because really, is it a case of bringing Sheds directly to you or, or what is what exactly is the business all about?
1: It is indeed. At the very beginning, it was flat pack sheds direct to your door. We keep them in stock. As the business has grown, we've actually grown it now to garden products as well. And yes, we keep them all stock in our warehouse. We have 20,000 square foot of warehousing. So if you want a shed, an awning, anything garden related that we sell tomorrow, you can have it tomorrow.
0: Excellent. So. It- so I understand this is you're a second generation family business. So the business was set up originally by your father.
1: Um, it was it.
0: I can only imagine the difference of the change that has come with regard to shopping and how people are buying sheds. You mentioned their flat packs. So when the business originally started, what did it look like?
1: Well, the main goal when it started was to have five different types of shed. So a wooden shed, a metal shed, in five sizes. That was it. That was. When Alan set it up, it was a very simple business, it was flat-packed only, it was one office, combined showroom, all in one. So people didn't really have a choice, but then it expanded as I came along. Uh, you know, he was looking for staff, and I come from a background of other jobs. So I said, look, don't recruit staff, I'm going to leave my job, I will be the one to make this successful.
0: So you came on with the family business at that stage and how old was the business when you came on board, Louise? It was a year and a half old, so
1: Alan had done it for the first year. It was a very simple product. There was no online presence. It was newspaper advertising. At the time, you know, the Evening Herald, the buy and sell when it was in paper print. And I suppose being the younger generation, it was myself that said, No, this is a business that needs an online presence.
0: Right. And how did that how did it go about, you know, changing the whole business model from being physical, you know, having a physical presence over to the online model? How did that work? Because something as a as a garden shed you think is nearly more something you actually have to go and you have to see and you have to feel and you have to get an idea for it the did. sizing and that.
1: Definitely it is. And we still have the showroom to date because there is some people that want to see them. I feel a lot of the younger generation go online. They ask you the questions. So it was a challenge at the beginning. I don't come from an internet background or a marketing background. I'm more a financial background. So it was a challenge for me. But like that, I take challenges and I'm very critical on myself. I have to succeed. You know, it's one thing I've learned, I suppose, as you get older, you can't put a wise head on young shoulders. When I was younger, I used to take every mistake to heart. Whereas now, when I look back, when I started, I created the website by watching YouTube videos, by setting up a basic site to get it going. We weren't going to invest a lot of money in it. Alan didn't believe in e-commerce. He believed you still had to have the physical piece of paper physical presence whereas I believe differently exactly like Alan you know he'd write his invoices out in the duplicate book my thing was you have to have a computerized stock system so at the start it was more trying to prove to Alan that this could be done and this is how we do it now it has worked over the last 10 years we've seen it grow from strength to strength that you know the original goals that were there have completely changed now, as well as the products and the whole showroom, the branding. Everything has changed from what we see originally. Like Alan had photographs of the original showroom, and we were only looking at them recently. And we were saying, look how far it's come since 2007.
0: And at what point? So 2007 was when it started. You came on board in maybe 2008, 2009. Yes. At what point did it kind of? Finally, come to pass, or did the realization hit? And you know what? There is actually an e-commerce business out of this.
1: I seen it was there from the very beginning. um You know, I'm a great shopper online. Always was. I can spend money greatly. So I said, like, if I'm doing this, there's thousands of other people doing it. At that stage, Amazon was up and running. eBay was up and running. So I knew there was a market there. For the first year or so, we didn't see it successful because while I had an online presence, I didn't have a payment platform. So while people could look at the products, they couldn't order at 12 o'clock at night. You know, they'd have to send you an email and you'd ring them back the next day, which then you can miss sales because somebody can be in work or not available. So that was the biggest challenge for me was... I understood the payment platform, but not how to put it in place
0: and, and that how point, to make it easy. Right. And at that point there, you you know, you had the realisation that you didn't have the online payment platform and maybe you were losing customers as a result. What did you do about it then, Louise?
1: Well, that's when I knew I had to hire a company to do it for me. They basically built a basic website Because we had very little product, it was, you could say, two different products, five sizes. So you didn't have a lot of pages. It was a very basic website where people could order, they could pay, and they could choose their delivery date. We did see sales increasing from that. So that's when I sort of sat down with Alan, looked at the figures from 2007 to 2008, as well as what customer feedback was given us on I would like my shed higher. I would like a different colour. And that's when I said, right, we have to put a plan in place of how we do this. So, you know, each year it's grown. And at this stage with so many products, I'm even starting to lose track of
0: And that's an important point you know, that you mentioned there, Louise, is that you listened to customers, you know, and you discussed it internally. And that's something I think that's so important that is the best feedback can come from both happy and dissatisfied customers. And as you mentioned there, that yeah. you realized people were actually getting maybe more choosy or requiring more stock or, you know, a better range of product, be it the height, yes. the width, the size and all of that.
1: Oh, yeah. and Like it was a big learning experience for me. I'd never been in a customer focused role before. I was always in, you know, a back office. I was a receptionist when I first started working at 17. But after that, I was always in an office on my own as such or with finance people. So dealing with customers was completely alien to me and I took the feedback very hard at the start if they had a simple complaint that we were an hour late or you know that the product wasn't what they thought it was I used to take that personally whereas now as I've grown in the role Mm -hmm. I know that you're never going to suit everybody you can try your best but even if they're given a bad review or bad feedback it is still valuable because it makes the next experience better.
0: And it's the same with learning. Yeah, Yeah, it's the exact same. Yeah. And just from that side of things, you know, when you're saying, you know, your online site has been so successful, what would the breakout roughly be now between, say, your physical sales versus your online sales? In the
1: past, it was 70% visiting the showroom, 30% online. With COVID, that changed a lot. We've we really seen a difference from 2020 onwards. It would now be 90% online, 10% wow. in the showroom. Or, you know, now that we've reopened after the pandemic with the different restrictions being lifted, what you find is the customers go online, research and read about the product, and then they will come into you. And when you're asking them, do they need assistance? The first thing they say is, oh, I've seen this shed on your website. I was, you know, on your Facebook post and I seen you have a sale. So we can see now with building the brand that people are actually doing. The first port of call is your website, your social media, and then they're coming. Into and the then they're
0: coming, it's like the last checkbox kind of in the buying yes. process and probably because it's such a substantial investment. So uh, come here, you know, that, that's fun. They're fantastic figures to show that, you know, you've traded well during lockdown during the last two yes. years with 90% of your sales online. I'm sure you've been faced with other challenges during lockdown or during the last two years, Louise.
1: Oh, there's been a lot from changing products to, you know, we always did a, quite a large range of garden sheds. But we know now houses and gardens are getting smaller. So you're having to accommodate that. You're having to accommodate everyone with the challenges today. We all know about heating prices going up, electricity prices going up. So when someone comes in, they are looking for the best value. And that has always been a challenge on price. You know, importing stuff, we've seen it double from a container being €2,000 to €19,000. You see staff suffering every day where they're anxious of the pandemic. They're anxious about their wages and, you know, the longevity of the company. Can they sustain it? So you're trying to face all these challenges. You you have to do it, you know, by having the steps in place. um, I can read people quite well. I get on with my staff very well, more, more like friends. We are a little family in here. I know by looking at somebody that there's something troubling them. I can normally tell by a customer standing in the showroom if they're confused. So the challenges now that we face are definitely recruitment, keeping staff, because the staff we have, you definitely don't want to lose them. They are the core of the company. It's not just myself and Alan. You know, without your staff, you can't implement different things because they are your eyes and ears on the floor. So staffing would be one of the main ones.
0: And as well as that, it's so important because they're very much customer facing as well. Um, And it's all about keeping the customer happy at the end of the day. Uh, And one thing that I know for sure, Louise, is that from your own reputation, that, you know, you're a four time business All-Star and you've just recently once again been nominated as all com of the year. What does that mean for you personally, but also for the business and how has it helped you?
1: Oh, like I think it's absolutely wonderful. It doesn't just go to me, it goes to the team. Sean put a lot of work into changing the website. I think it shows the dedication we have as a team and it recognises that it is a team. It also gives us the chance to improve on areas. Now that we have that standard of .com of the year, two years in a row, the challenge is there now for next year (laughs) of keeping that high level up or to other business all-stars to say, right, this is the company we have to beat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the challenge is there. You set the bar it high. Do- yes, and that's good. From a customer point of view, I think it shows that we're not just a fly-by-night company. We're not going to just pack up and go. That, you know, they see if you're putting this work in and if you have your showroom, if you have your online presence and you're keeping it constantly updated, you're not just going to upship. And customers, that's what I'm getting lately is if I to pay a deposit on a shed, how do I know you're going to be here in three months? Mm. Because so many companies have actually folded or decided, like there's one very large company, most people would know it as a barn a shed. Mm-hmm. That owner recently closed up because of staffing problems. And they've been around 25, 30 years. So it wasn't a financial burden for that company. It was a staffing issue that made them close their doors. So you have the customers now coming in afraid that you mightn't be here in two months' time. So you have to give them that assurance. And with the Business All-Stars Accreditation, it shows we're putting in this work and it is down to our customers as well because they're the ones coming in they're the ones visiting so i think it gives them reassurance
0: that's great to hear louise and, and another point actually that sean mentioned when i was talking to him was that since you've implemented the branding and that on your website and especially when it comes to the part the point of purchase that you feel that 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 is an, an extra layer of should we say of security that you're showing your customers that you're independently verified in a trustworthy tr- you know customer centric yes organization. So well done to yourselves on really leveraging that. Louise, you know, I think that you've ridden a lot of storms, you've gone over the hurdles of the last year. Yes, staffing and recruitment is a big issue, you know, across all industries. But I think given your very close personal relationship with your staff and your customers alike, that, that you know, working for Sheds Direct Ireland is a very happy place to work and a, a good family to be a part of. What's next for Sheds Direct Ireland, Louise?
1: Definitely to grow the products. That is a must, and it's already in progress. We had set up a little home and garden section last year. It did go well. We introduced awnings. We introduced patio furniture, solar lights. Most people went crazy for. We brought in solar water features, and they're my favorite product because I love water. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get an electrician to put a water feature in my garden. So I said, why not look for solar? Everybody loves them. And it's lovely when you're out on the showroom floor, you hear the customers giving you that good feedback that you're saying, we need to look for more products like this. It's not, to me, the company is not just all about making money. It's not all about profits. There is nothing more satisfying than when a customer actually gives you a big smile and says, oh, that's made my day. know i've had lovely customers actually drop me in presents to say thank you and you know it does bring tears to your eyes at times to say right i've had a horrible week things are looking bad but then a customer just lightens your day like that and they're not all good days we we do get a couple of complaints like anybody else learnings learnings (laughs) yes um but the complaints make your product better i used to take them very to heart i used to sort of to me sheds direct as my baby you know that if you were talking badly about the company it reflected on me i now know it's not everyone's entitled to their opinion but it's what we do with that
0: that's so a really good now, perspective to have
1: yeah it's now yeah. it's listen to the customer don't take it to heart but what can you take of what the customer is saying how can you make it better
0: Well, I think there's great learnings in that for anybody that's listening here today, especially when you're dealing in a a customer-facing and customer role like that. Yes. When you're the front face of, you know, you have to realize that if you're doing your best, well, that's good. Um, and mm. just that you can't satisfy everybody and everybody's different and has different needs and requirements. Louise, it's been an absolute pleasure learning all about Sheds Direct Ireland, second generation family business. But now I want to just lift the bonnet of the car and get to know Louise okay. Dawson a little bit better. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to fire a few quick fire questions at you, Louise. And I just love okay. to just just to hear your answer, as I said, off the top of your head, not to go too deep right. or anything. All right. Are we ready? Okay.
1: So, what's yep. your most cherished possession, Louise? My shoes. I shopaholic when it comes to shoes. <laughs> I have so many shoes and I won't wear them because they're too good to wear. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite pair? I have a Dune pair that is multicoloured with Diamantes. I can't wait to see them. (laughs) They've never been warned. They're there on the shelf to look at.
0: (laughs) Louise, if you could send some advice back in time to your 20-year-old self, what would you share?
1: Be more self-confident and don't take everything to heart.
0: That's definitely a very good lesson which came through earlier. That's a good, good one. Tell us something, Louise, that most people wouldn't know about you. I don't watch TV. I only read. Very good. Yeah, interesting. Prob-
1: the last time I watched TV was probably two and a half months ago, but I would read a book a night. Really? There any yes, any particular I'm... genre of book? Uh I love Nora Roberts, but romance thriller.
0: Not big on crime, but thriller, romance. You're a great I'm reader. A romantic I heart. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> so tell us, what did you want to be, you know, when you were a child growing up? I wanted to be a barrister. Right, very good. So I
1: was the youngest in the family, but you would think I was the oldest.
0: So wise, it was, uh,
1: I was good at an argument and twist it. You know, <laughs> Alan once asked me, how long is a piece of string? And my answer was double the length from the middle.
0: Uh, brilliant. I <laughs> yeah, remember that one. <laughs> so I, I always have, have an, an answer. <laughs> <and sisters. laughs> Tell us, Louise, if you could have a dinner party and invite any four people. Who would you invite?
1: Phil Collins, definitely, for the music. Um, Michael Schumacher, because he's my idol. I also think, you know, he was a seven-time world champion, but he still had time Mm -hmm. to do humanitarian stuff with Unison. So definitely, I would love Michael Schumacher there. Very good. Nora Roberts, because she's my Mm favourite author, and she's a lady. And she was knocked back so many times by publishers, But she kept going and eventually someone took her on and probably Robin Williams for the laughs.
0: Oh, listen, Um, definitely. I hear you. you (laughs) You'd have to have Robin Williams because he'd make anybody laugh. (laughs) He would indeed. A a fantastic soul. So, Louise, just to finish up, if you had a motto, what would it be? Well, I do have a motto.
1: Go on, share it. If you can't look at the sunshine, be the sunshine. Okay, and I love it. That That's what I am in here. When staff have bad days, you know, I'll be silly and it cheers them up. And that's the way I'll always be.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a lovely place. It's a lovely legacy to have as well, you know, is to be that, yes. I want not say, not the life and soul of the party, but just to be that person that will radiate that smile back to you. Louise Dawson, it's no <laughs> wonder that you're an extremely customer-centric <laughs> business, four-time business all-star, dot-com of the Thank year, you. you know, for, for another year. Um, and, the the success that you've had with your online sales over the last two years is just testament to the fabulous product and service and experience that you're giving to your customers and also to your staff and team alike so i can just imagine that they all love coming to work with the ray of sunshine that you are louise if anybody anybody wants to get in touch with you um how can they do that or where can they see your product
1: if they go to www.shedsdirectireland.com or they can also visit our showroom in Finglas. We now have agents in Kinsale that we can give the details and we have a brand new agent in Galway just launched two weeks ago they their Sheds Direct West.
0: Brilliant. Listen, all sounds so promising. Um, I look forward to personally visiting my sh- your showrooms um, in the near future, Louise. And thank you so much for joining me today on AIBF Business Talk. Take thank care. you so much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl, goodbye.